Zach Delisa, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thrilled to have you here today. Thanks for being a part of it. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Um, so for everyone uh, listening, watching, uh, Zach Delisa is a CFO advisor with Level 10 CFO, and he helps companies create value by professionalizing their financial practices. Um, and you and I, Zach, we were talking about, um, you know, we talk a lot about some really exciting stuff about, you know, uh, digital transformation and really improving companies. And then we happen upon this thing that's sort of a dirty secret that a lot of companies have, which is uh, month end, regardless of company size, uh, sophistication, et cetera, is often a, a mess and a disaster. So yeah. I thought maybe we talk a little bit about, let's hear about the work you do, how you help people, who you help, and then let's get into what, uh, when you see bad month ends, what do they look like? Okay. Yeah, Absolutely. So yeah, as you said, I'm a CFO advisor for Level 10 um, CFO, and essentially we're a fractional CFO firm. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, we're a we're a full stack accounting solution for you know we call it the well funded startup up to you know companies upwards of twenty to twenty five million dollars. And really, we can you know we're we're CFOs first, but we have support and staff to really take on the entire finance function, um, for our clients. That's great. And so, um, in doing that kind of work, um, you know, month end is something we all know we have to do. Um, it's funny, you know, when you and I were talking about it, I was laughing because we spent a lot of time automating things for clients, for ourselves, all this stuff, but our month end is a couple hour, three hour process between a few different people, spreadsheets, all the stuff that we say we would fix if uh, if it were our thing to do. Um, what does that look like when you encounter that sort of virtual shoebox of receipts and all that kind of stuff? Well, yeah. Um, you know, I, I like to say, you know, kind of no matter, and you kind of hit it on it, but you know, no matter what industry you're in, um, month and close always seems to be the most inefficient process in the company. And I think there's, there's a couple of reasons for that. I think um, in smaller companies, um, it's probably the it's a combination of you know capabilities and incentives. So you have kind of you know maybe lower level staff that um, you know are you know don't have the I guess the capabilities of understanding the system, understanding why things are happening, and really are just kind of doing it because that's that's the way they've always done it. Um, and I also think there's an incentive um mismatch with you know the typical full-time bookkeeper accounting manager is you know they take out too much of their job then you know they're left with with nothing to do and so i think there's kind of a disincentive whereas you know a firm like ours our incentive is to continually be driving value for the customer and you know kind of do that you know at a at our own cost you know keeping that under control and so we are incented to continually driving center, you know, efficiencies in that process. So um, some of the things we've seen, you know, I think it's, it's a typical story. I mean, I think there's a couple of things that go wrong with clothes. Um, I'd say number one is left to the end of the month. So, you know, in, in manufacturing, um, you know, lean is, you know, I'm kind of a student of lean manufacturing, um, you know, one of the central tenets is single piece flow and doing a little bit along the way and then everything happens and, you know, the, yeah. you never do batch processing. And so month and close just at the start, it's a batch process. So you've saved up all your crap from the entire month. And then there's this whole flurry of activity and you're trying to, you know, do this work and get it done in a, in a short amount of time. So I think that's, that's number one. Um, 
And then I think, you know, people don't leverage, you know, the systems that they have to drive efficiency. So, and, you know, in systems, I'm not talking, you know, big ERP, I'm just, you know, a lot of times Excel is, you know, your greatest tool. Everyone knows Excel, everyone uses yep. it, but I can't tell you how many times I've gone into, uh, um, into a company, people are putting data into Excel and then they're manually going and filtering out all the different criteria, you know, using a, a manual data filter where, you know, if you put a pivot table on it, you can get to that same information and that same granularity in, you know, a fraction of the time. And so, you know, you just kind of see this, they don't have that mentality of, you know, driving the efficiency and doing it quicker, better, faster. So. Yeah. And, you know, and so, you know, I, I'm, I'm really curious about a couple of things you said, um, especially around this idea that if I'm not incentivized to automate my job, do it faster, I might just sit on the process we've always done. Is there a, um, you know, is, are there other higher value things that those people could or should be doing were it automated? Is that something that you ever talk about with clients? Well, yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, the other, the other flaw in month and close is that everyone's just accepted that, you know, financial results are going to come out 10 days after the end of the month. Like, a lot of times by the time you're getting financial results, like it's too late to pivot for the, even the next month. And so now you're, right. you know, you're constantly chasing. So I mean, the number one value of, you know, shortening that close cycle or even bringing it, you know, forward into the current month is that you get better visibility in your financial numbers, you know? And so I think those same resources, if they're, you know, kind of closing every day or, you know, driving more efficient processes, they're, they can spend their time on analysis um, yeah. and actually giving insights back to the business in a more timely manner in a way that in a, in a time frame that the business can pivot and adjust and actually affect the results. Sure. And so, you know, there, there's obviously, there's a spectrum there's, you know, from zero to 10, from not doing anything to, to ninja level. Um, I, I love this idea of like thinking about it like a, a single piece flow. If, um, if an organization is, is operating really well, maybe an eight or nine out of 10, uh, with this sort of updated data, what, how, how much of a lag do you think you could achieve without uh, breaking too much of a sweat? Is it a day? Is it same day, a few days, a week, or what, what, what do you think you could achieve to, to be reasonable? Um, you know, kind of some of the world-class organizations that yeah, worked for like GE Healthcare, Medtronic, I mean, we were held, you know, pretty tightly to a two-day close. Um, now, everything worked really well. There was, you know, full end-to-end CRM, you know, ERPs kind of functioning, but I don't think that's unattainable in, in a small business with the right systems. Now, I think the, you know, probably a five-day, five-day close is probably reasonable, acceptable. I think, um, again, it, it's to shorten that timeline and it's, you're still doing the work, but I think it's pulling the work into, into the current month. So, you know, bank reconciliation is a classic, a classic batch process. You're waiting till the end of the month and then you reconcile your bank account at the end of the month. And oh, by the way, you have a reconciling item from the first and you're like, oh crap, now it's going to take me a half an hour to go find that item. Um, there's a couple of tools available. So one of our you know, standard platforms we recommend for everybody is QuickBooks Online. So in QuickBooks Online, you can turn on your bank feed and you can actually link your ledger with your bank. So those transactions are coming in daily 
And if you monitor that queue daily and book those transactions daily, you've essentially created a daily bankrupt. Now, instead yeah. of looking at 30 days worth of transactions, you're looking at one. Yes, you're doing that work every day, but it's a fraction of the time. You know, Even if you add up all 30 days, it's a fraction of the time that you're going to spend reconciling at the end of the month. So it's, you know, bankrupts are easy, but I think it's, you know, really if getting all of the processes pulled forward into the current period, spending an hour to two hours a day, kind of closing every day. And then yeah. at the end of the month, you know, you've got three or four kind of major journal entries that you need to do to book deferred revenue, you know, some maybe big accruals, but you can lock things down, you know, pretty quickly. So how about this? So, so based on your experience, you know, in your travels, do you have a story about what, what's life like for, you know, that, the perfect fit manufacturer you're talking about where they're, they have a five day close. What do they, what do they start doing differently? What could they get excited about? Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think the, again, I hit it on it earlier, but you get, start getting, start getting results earlier. Um, you know, as, again, the, the best systems I've seen are, you know, you're, you have pseudo close every day. Um, so you kind of have a good accurate picture of what your results are today. And you have some mix of forecasting of like what's left for the end of the month. So we've got our, you know, what we've booked and then we've got our to go. And then, you know, feeding that information back to the business of saying, okay, we're not going to hit as of right now, we're not going to hit our targets. Um, and here's the two or three reasons why. So in you as the business leader, can actually pull the levers in time to to make an impact. So that's really so it's even the the final numbers of day five are already past your time of being able to to adjust trajectory. Yeah. All right. So let's say I'm really excited about that. What are what are the kinds of steps or what are the things I look at to go from where we are now with our shoebox and Excel and all the other stuff yes. to a point where we can do a five day close? What are what are the yes. what are the things yes. that maybe time frame? What can I expect? So number one is systems. I mean, you really do have to get financial systems in place to eliminate data entry. So if you're still manually recording bank transactions, you know, we got to get a bank feed turned on so that you're just matching transactions and those are coming in smoothly. If you're manually entering AP, you know, you're just wasting money when there's tools like bill.com that essentially automate that entire function. So it automates the function, it saves time, but it also is a live sync to your ledger. So that as soon as you code that AP, it's in your books and it's and it's recorded. And so really systems. And then, you know, another system that we recommend for everyone is called Expensify. And that's for automating your, your you know, literal shoebox of receipts with yeah. credit cards. So now it's, it's, there's a couple of things that like an Expensify done. One, it improves your controls because you can actually see what people are spending and put limits and kick out exceptions. Um, and it spreads the work. So now you don't have a centralized a you know clerk that's coding all of those receipts. You've dispersed the work and it happens happens much quicker and more efficiently and kind of puts to work with the people doing the actually, you know, coding the expenses. And so then all that information is coming in in a near real-time fashion. Yeah. You can get those pieces in place. Like you're, you're 80% of the way there. Yeah. Why do you think in your experience that this is one of those things that does get neglected? It's sort of like the unglamorous part of all the other stuff that you might be able to do in your financial systems. Why, why is this one left for last? Do you think? 
Um, I don't know. It's just kind of, I mean, literally it's a collective, the way things are like, again, businesses have just come to expect, you know, that it takes that long to get, to get results. And I think the, you know, a bigger public company that I'm working for, they don't have those luxury. Um, they don't have those luxuries because they got to report to shareholders. They got, you know, a lot of information that they got to compile and small businesses just kind of accepted that. And so I think, you know, one of the things we do with new clients is we set, we try and set expectations around, you know, we're going to continually give you data um, earlier. And so we kind of lay that expectation and hold ourselves accountable to that. Yeah. Hey, well, listen, uh, this has been great. Super informative. Uh, I feel like I learned a couple of things, which is always good. Uh, also, uh, I got a, some on my list. We don't use Expensify. I might go sign up for that. Um, yes. We're not sponsored by them, but maybe they could be. Feel free to send us cash. <laughs> um, and uh, if anyone wants to get in touch with us about those, uh, I'm sure I'll, I'll put some links down below uh, for later. So, Zach, thanks for joining me today. It was great. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Hey there, thanks for watching. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe to your more content just like that.